Media Fushi Media Fushi Media <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Media Zushi. This is uh, uh, okay. our podcast in which we discuss films, movies by your hosts, Adam Ronan, myself, and my trusty cohort partner in time, Boss Battle travel. 40. Time travel. Great Scott! Great Scott. <clears throat> Heavy. What's, there's that word again. Is there something wrong with the gravitational pull in the future? What's that movie from, Gordy? Um, uh, I'm going to say that that's from uh, Big... <laughs> Big fucking time travel titties is what it is. <laughs> um, this is episode six. Uh, we have taken a couple months off just to kind of get things in order with our uh, what we were doing and just, uh, you know, S and the D's, snorting the P's. <clears throat> in the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, we are back rolling strong. We're going to try to uh, finish out the rest of the year and go into the new year with some weekly podcasts of Mediazushi. Uh, yes. Where again, uh, me and Gordy and sometimes uh, good old Sasquatch will break down um, weekly happenings in movies, opinions on movies, think pieces as we discuss movies because we love movies. Movies. Um, Gordy, mm-hmm. we were discussing the other day as we traveled down the road the sad state of affairs that is t- film in 2018. Yeah. And, of course, we like to start this out by saying, what have we watched lately that's cool? And I can safely say nothing. Um, yeah, yeah, not a lot of slim pickings. Slim pickings. There hasn't been a whole lot that came out this year that really was just like, oh, fuck, yeah, you know? I, you know, we had discu- in our discussion, we decided that there was really only one noteworthy thing that really stood out above the crowd. Yeah, and as you say that now, even now, I can't think of what that was. <laughs> Really? Oh, it was uh, Avengers. Avengers, yeah. Ah, uh, <laughs> the snap. Um, ah, snap. Yeah, uh, Avengers 4 was a big standout for me this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of right now, there, um, I will say I uh, went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. which was very good film. I forgot to mention that the other day. You should uh-huh. definitely see that. Um, uh, but I think starting next week, you and I are going to start hitting the cinemas hard. Um, Getting back into like it. Ricky Mooney would hit his wife. <laughs> okay. Does that is that a reference that makes sense? Uh, Ricky sure. Mooney is that a person? I don't know who Ricky Mooney is. <laughs> I don't know, either. but I imagine he hits his wife. I was thinking of the uh, why I don't make me beat you, bitch. What? What is Alice? What is he saying? Why I oughta? And he's like. Uh, Bang, zoom, right in the kisser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the guy I'm thinking of. The Who Honeymooners is, is the name of the show. Maybe that's where I got Mooney from. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> before, <laughs> before we jump into the discussion, uh, let me just say real quick, uh, as of right now, these podcasts are not sponsored by anyone. We are w- working towards getting some sponsorships. So I, I, I guess I could say... You know, this podcast and all the other shows we do and all the YouTube channels we run are sponsored by you, the listeners and the fans and the viewers of the YouTube videos. Um, So if you want to contribute and make these things a little bit better, uh, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com slash rt4. We have a lot of interesting tiers in which you can get content early. You can contribute to these shows. You can ask, uh, get questions put into the shows, all kinds of different stuff, all the way up to some really high, high level tiers. Um, So uh, this episode and all future episodes so far are sponsored 
by you. So if you've got the time and maybe a little extra scratch, um, that's even one dollar helps the show grow to be even better. Uh, but uh, we'll beg for your money. Oh, that liar. Um, let's get into a little bit of cinematic news for the week, Gordy. Um, Netflix is Netflix. quote unquote snapping their Marvel shows. Oh, dude. Because snapping hard. as of now, half of them have been canceled. What they should have done is they should have called up Josh Brolin and said, hey, we need you to do another Reddit style thing. We're getting rid of everything. It on actually Netflix. would be funny if they did a like a promo. Yeah. Where they had like a full CG Thanos that came out and like snapped, and then you see the logos of the shows fade away, <laughs> and then they're like, "Yeah, sorry, we're canceling these yeah, shows." Yeah, um, but yeah, this uh, this was this week. Uh, Netflix um, canceled Daredevil after uh, three seasons, yeah. which was a bit surprising because so Super. they did. Of course, they canceled Iron Fist, which okay, and what, yeah, I watched the first season; it was bad. Didn't watch the second <clears throat> season; I heard it was better. That got axed. Then Luke Cage got axed, which I didn't even try because Mm -hmm. I hated Jessica Jones so much that I was like, I'm not even bothering with Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Luke Cage got canceled. Then I was like, Daredevil is the best of all of the the Netflix Mm -hmm. Marvel cinematic shows. And and then Daredevil got canceled just as recent. Um, And uh, Netflix released a statement to Deadline uh, the other night saying Marvel's Deadline. Nope. Marvel's Daredevil will not return for a fourth season on Netflix. We are tremendously proud of the show's last and final season. And although it's painful for the fans, we feel it's best to close this chapter on a high note. We are thankful to our partner at Marvel. Um, era showrunner Eric Olson and the show's writers, stellar crew and incredible class, including cast, including Charlie Cox as Daredevil himself. And we're grateful to the fans who have supported the show over the years. Netflix added just a month after the third season after launched on the service, whatever that means. Oh yeah. That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That ends the quote. I wrote that word. So yeah, they uh, canceled that <clears throat> following. So now there's, uh, they had five shows Yeah. and three of them are canceled. Now we have left somehow Jessica Jones as fucking garbage as it is and yeah. Punisher. Yeah. What a bizarre twist of events. I mean, I understand Iron Fist. The first time I saw a fight in that, I was done with the show. Oh, you um, mean like the kids playing on the side of the street? I hate you. Now yeah, I got you. Dude, so yeah. garbage. Come on. Come Super bad. Get someone good. Um, I heard it was better in the season two, but we'll never know because I'm probably not going to try it. No, I mean, now that it's canceled, there's no reason to. Because um, I heard it does end on a pretty big cliffhanger that I don't want to subject oh, dude, myself I to. I feel so bad for the, for the Iron Fist <laughs> yeah. fans. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, so it's an interesting thing. So we've got Jessica Jones and Punisher left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't watch this the second season of Jessica Jones because I just wasn't a fan at all yeah. of the first one. Um, I did enjoy Punisher. In fact, I think arguably the best thing to come out of all of the Netflix Marvel shows was John Bernthal's Punisher. Um, he yeah. fucking slayed. I don't know if you saw any of his Punisher because did you even watch the season two and stuff of I watched of season one and season two of Daredevil. So you did I see. just recently started season three. Oh, so, but you have seen him in uh Yeah, in he's Daredevil. awesome. He's and, great. and I've watched the first two episodes uh, before I went on this hardcore video game mm-hmm. stint that I'm on right now. Yeah. I watched the first two episodes of Punisher and it was oh, very promising. It's super good. Um, so I'm a little sad that that is probably <laughs> also on the chopping block. Um, yeah. And I don't think it's on the chopping block because... The shows are getting shit views, though they are. Yeah. I guess uh, Daredevil season three was down like 56% in their viewership in the first 
week or whatever wow. compared to season two, which was probably because of season two was not that great. Yeah. So fans were probably like, oh, wait and hear what people think. Yeah, best so, part was. And because I haven't seen sure. season three yet. And mm-hmm. I liked Daredevil one and two, and I was, but I was waiting. I was like, I'll check it out eventually. Mm-hmm. And I, so I take personal blame. It was probably because I did it was not you. watch it. You, it's that they you canceled and it. your ilk that ruined <laughs> it ilk. for all of us. Right? Um, though another thing is, this may have something to do with Disney wanting more content for its upcoming streaming service, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps they're looking to bring the shows over from Netflix onto that platform. I don't it's see that thoughts. happening, and I'll tell you why. Oh, tell me. Uh, well. Daredevil specifically is very uh, mature rated. It's TVMA. Um, People are getting fucking decapitated, sliced up with swords and shit. It's dope. It's very mature. It's a gritty side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Disney Plus, I have a feeling, is going to be very family. family. Um, Albeit there are some darker shows like The Mandalorian, I think, is going to be more adult themed. It's going to be good. And Mm -hmm. it's not going to be so fucking pussy ass Disney. But I don't think that shows like... Daredevil or Punisher, if that gets canceled, yeah. there's no way they'd put Punisher, Punisher, a dude who literally just thrives on murdering people, yeah. uh, murdering criminals in the most brutal ways possible, is not going to f- fit into the ecosystem of Disney. Um, so I think they're canceled just for the sake of, I think they're just trying to work themselves away from those shows yeah. to focus on, and we'll talk about this later in the in the show, to focus on the Marvel shows they have going on on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Which brings, uh, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, are these um, Netflix series, are they in the MCU? Yeah. They're officially included in the MCU? Because mm-hmm. I feel like they, they They don't fit, though, stylistically. They're yeah. very off-putting. But yeah. yes, they are in the MCU. Uh, in Daredevil, they reference uh, the events of Avengers. They do, they do. Yeah. I remember that. But I feel like they're pulling these for two reasons. This is my take that they're going to actually incorporate these characters into more Disney-friendly environments, maybe into movies. They're going to recast the characters. It's going to be an entire reboot. Well, it's funny you say that. So Marvel did release a statement here saying, Marvel, quote, Marvel is extremely grateful to the huge audience that loved Marvel's Daredevil. From the moment of young Matt's first act of heroism to the birth of Paige, Murdoch, and Nelson, it has been an unbelievable journey. We are incredibly proud of the amazing showrunners and writers, starting with Drew Goddard and Stephen DeKnight, Marco Ramirez, Doug Petrie, and other people. Um, <clears throat> and uh, from Fantastic Cruise, we look forward to more adventures of the man without fear in the future. So Netflix has a fist, effectively through an official quote, left the door open for Daredevil. Um, more adventures of the man without fear. That says, yes, we have plans for Daredevil in the future. Yeah. That does not say, yes, we have plans for... Charlie Cox. For Charlie Cox yeah. as Daredevil. So I think I think you're probably right mm-hmm. in the sense that... I think it's kind of also a Fox situation. Yeah. We know we're eventually somehow in some way going to see the X-Men... Yeah. Which will be an effective reboot of the X-Men we know now. So there's no reason why they wouldn't be like, okay, we're taking the Netflix shows out of canon. Here's new versions of those characters that fit into the actual cinematic universe. Yeah. Though I don't know for sure. I would like to see that. I'd like to see a good representation of of Daredevil and Iron Fist in a Doctor Strange movie or a, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, start working those characters in. They're good characters. Mm -hmm. Get them on the big screen. Yeah. So it's a bummer, but unexpected. And I suspect that before the year's end, we'll have announcements of cancellations of... No, maybe not, because right now they're in production. 
for of Jessica Jones' yeah. new season. That's in production, so they're not going to scrap that yet. They'll launch the next season, and then shortly thereafter, they'll cancel it. Mm. And then probably same for Punisher. So I think we've got a little ways before we see those getting canceled. But rest assured, my friends, they're going sure. the way of the dodo. Next piece of news, Gordy, is because there was a movie that we did see this year that was very impressive. Phenoms. Yep. Um, that movie is called A Quiet Place. Um, yeah. That was an excellent film written and directed by The Office's John Krasinski. Uh, turns out, not only is he um, an excellent uh, comedic actor on television, turns mm-hmm. out he grew into a very fine uh, writer and director. Yes. Um, but they are, of course, as successful movies do, greenlit and in production for A Quiet Place 2. I, I put this in the notes so we could talk about it because... It was such a great film mm-hmm. that doesn't need a sequel. Yes. What are the implications of how can it be good and how is it most likely going to be good, bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, John did say that his wife, Emily Blunt, best put it saying, quote, it's not a sequel. It's a second book in the series, she said. It sounds like semantics, but it's true. It really is. You're not doing anything that's like, all right, I'm going to take all the things you love and just kind of repeat them in a different way. It's not a quieter place. It's sort of an exploration of getting to live in the circumstances. And that's really fun. Um, I could get on board with that. Yeah. Like if it's a new story in the same world with these clicker things, um, I'm, I'm cool with that, but I don't, it's not a film I need to see. Yeah. We're in this age of beating fucking sequels. If it's good, they're like, oh, we can make another 20 million off of another one. Yeah. And then they just repeatedly get worse and worse. This isn't actually new. They've been doing this since the fucking eighties, but yeah. Um, anyway, it's in production right now. comes out May 15th, 2020. Um, what are your thoughts on a new quieter, quiet place? Uh, quieter place. The silence place. (laughs) Uh, if they, you know, dump the characters, uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, I saw the resolution of that story unfold. Mm -hmm. Totally happy with it. I think it's beautiful. Let's get some new characters, their experience. I could see something like, you know, the only other movie I can compare this to uh, tonally is actually totally different uh, emotionally. And that's uh, uh, Castaway, um, hmm, where he's just quietly going about his business and like there's no music and it's got that that kind of quality to it. But it's yeah, also terrifying. That's a good point. Um, I'd love to see like a solo person uh, doing his own thing and then he comes across people or something. Just give me a new story in the same circumstance. What I want to see... Because at the end of the first Quiet Place, of course, John Krasinski's character sacrifices himself to save the kids. Mm -hmm. Super cool, emotional send-off. And then it ends with that scene with the mom and the daughter in the basement. And they discover that it's the frequencies that are their weakness. And then they're able to... She's got that badass end shot of her cocking a shotgun. And they're all rushing the house. And you're like, she's going to fuck some shit up. Um, That's a resolution to the conflict that exists in that world. I don't need to see that happen again. So if we are going to do a second yeah. quiet place, I would like to see a different group of people going living through the same events that does not have a happy ending. Because we already know how the monsters can be defeated. I would like to see another group of people that don't also discover that they can be killed by frequencies and it's just a down ending. Yes. Um, I think that would be really an appropriate way to do it because it would be like, oh, shit, that sucks. But at least in the universe, they know someone knows how to kill them. Yeah. You know, rather than having a happy ending of two different groups of people that magically discover that sound frequencies are their thing. Like, I'd rather see the another group of people that don't figure it out and they all die one by one. And it's like a sad ending. 
Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. So we're both on the same page when we're... So where this left off is a resolution to the problem has been introduced. Yes. Neither of us want to see that escalated in a movie where they start fighting back. Yeah. And it's no, like just a totally the, different the thing. The whole point of the movie, what made it so great in the first place, was yeah. the tension. It was the most mm-hmm. tense movie I'd seen in years. Yes. And they have to replicate that in a different scenario. And the only way can, they can do that is not being able to have the heroes win. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Let's get into the big discussion. Okay. This will take up our time. Gordy, I have appropriately named this topic, Disney owns your fucking life. <laughs> and boy, do they. I love it. Now, we were discussing briefly the other day, and I was like, this will make a good episode. Uh, we were just talking about all the franchises that Disney owns and all of the things they've got coming out. Um, we've already touched on Disney Plus, but we're going to get back into that. So I thought I'd sit down and I was like, what all is Disney releasing coming in 2019 and beyond? And... There is a lot of stuff coming. It's stupid. I would like to discuss with you. So we, of course, know that Disney is Disney. They have their proprietary films with, like, their animations that they're doing all the live actions of. But they also own Marvel. They also own Lucasfilm. And based on those is a bunch of other uh, franchises. So Mm -hmm. releasing just in 2019... I'll tell, we'll list them off, we'll talk a little bit about them, and then we'll continue forward. Just in 2019, we, of course, we have the uh, Avengers 4, which is the follow-up to Infinity War, which is going to be fucking huge. Huge. That's going to be a billion-plus dollar movie. Yes. Going to be arguably... Biggest, period. One of the biggest, right? Yeah. Then we have Dumbo that comes March 29th. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting and also probably pretty big. Dumbo is a pretty big uh, IP for them. The animation is beloved. Yes. It's one of the only Disney cartoons I've seen because I actually did not care for Disney films when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't like the singing aspect of them. Um, I dug Aladdin, I dug Lion King, and I've seen very few of the rest. Okay. Kim Possible is getting a theatrical release as well as a live action reboot for TV. Okay. And then, of course, we have Star Wars Episode Nine mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. December 20th. So if you combine... Episode 9, as well as Avengers 4 with Dumbo, we're looking, I would say, probably at $4 billion profit or something for them. Um, Not only that, also, in the first half of 2019, we have Aladdin and Toy Story 4. Holy shit. Going to be other billion-dollar fucking movies. (laughs) Huge. And then right after Toy Story 4, the following month, is Lion King. God. Then after that, in August, you're looking at Artemis Fowl. Mm. Not to mention you have Frozen 2 mm. coming that winter. And then, um, of course, earlier in the year on March, we have the next big Marvel movie, which uh-huh. is Captain Amer- uh, Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. So that's just 2019. We talked about how in 2018 there wasn't anything that really blew our minds. Disney kind of stumbled with Han Solo movie um, and a couple other offerings. They had hit a huge with Infinity War. Yep. Really made some big mistakes with the Star Wars franchise. They're coming off of two losses in the Star Wars franchise. Not financial losses, mind you, but mm-hmm. public image losses. Um, but I really think that coming next year, they're going to they're gonna fuck your shit up. This right here, this 2019, is huge. I mean, we got these classic movies, Dumbo, uh, and then we're, they're continuing Toy Story, but Dumbo, Aladdin, and then Lion King, which I think are going to be massive, especially... I bet Lion King does just phenomenal. Lion in King the box is office. I I think Lion King will do 
Infinite Avengers numbers. Yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be Lion King and Aladdin. I'm both excited to see both of those. And, you know, we got a continuation of Frozen and Captain Marvel, all the Avengers, but this Artemis Fowl here. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Now, let's touch on this because Artemis Fowl's trailer just released the other day. Yeah. I have never heard of it. Yeah. I didn't watch the trailer. I meant to watch it before we recorded this, uh, but I forgot. I, yeah, but I everyone's talking about it. Everyone's like, oh my God, Artemis Fowl. I'm like, what the fuck is Artemis Fowl? So what's, <laughs> what's really notable here is not only are they cleaning house with their current, uh, I see a, a big opening here. So Harry Potter is a huge book series. Artemis Fowl is a book series of eight books, a oh. uh, young adult um, fantasy novel. Okay. And uh, I've never seen Disney throw its hat in the in this game oh and so, so this, is a, this is a book game. adaption yeah. oh that's fine. so this is huge for that's disney and it's at least eight movies if it's uh successful Christ. which no doubt it will be oh for sure yeah um now of course all those movies we were talking about were or again just next year but there are other years in the world assuming that we don't get nuked <laughs> um 2020 and beyond we have more stuff coming now we'll just touch on these uh they're doing a another disney ride turned film like they do with Pirates of the Caribbean with mm-hmm. Jungle Cruise. That's going to be slated to come out July 21st, uh, wow. 24th, 2020, starring uh, Duran Rock Johnson. Yep. We have a live action remake of Mulan coming wow. March 27th. Uh, Maleficent 2 comes May 29th. We have whatever ends up happening with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, there is a Black Widow solo film coming May 1st. Black Panther 2 will then come in 2021. Indiana Jones 5 comes in 2021 when... Fucking Harrison Ford is 79. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. We get a live action Lady and the Tramp. We get a live action reboot of Cruella DeVille. Mm-hmm. Live action version of Little Mermaid. A sequel to The Jungle Book. And we're talking all the way in 2022 now. Uh-huh. Rocket Raccoon uh, solo, solo movie, movie. 2022. Oh, I didn't know that. Live action Sword in the Stone. Of course, then we also talking about Star Wars. We still have the Star Wars trilogy coming from Ryan Johnson, whatever that ends up being. And we have the Star Wars trilogy from, uh, from the, the double D, D's. The double D's yeah. from the Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones. guys. I want, if you're listening to this or if you are Gordy, yeah. just sit back, look at those show notes, and do you see how many franchises are tied up and how many quadruple A blockbusters? are just boom, 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 coming out all from the same company. Disney owns the world. Disney Look owns your fucking list. life. <laughs> like, seriously, like, uh, I mean, uh, this is the little ones aside, like Indiana Jones, if they can pick that series back up in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And there's some beloved stuff in here that I love a lot, like Sword in the Stone was one of yeah. my favorites when I was yeah. a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready for this stuff. Arguably, I'm ready for all of these movies. Yeah. The only one, l- let me tell you, there's, there's a couple I don't give... Is, I have zero fucks for. Oh, I can tell which ones, but can you tell me which ones? <laughs> uh, do you think? Cruella. I do not give a fuck about. Yeah, Cruella. yeah. Uh, I I don't know why they don't make a hundred and one Dalmatians live action. Did, or did they, they already they, do that? They, they already I did. never saw that. <laughs> they already did. But that was like early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was. That was you know, gold Disney. Now we're platinum Disney. Yeah. Um, and then um, I think that you'll probably skip out on Lady and the Tramp. Um. Well, uh, let's look at twenty nineteen. Which one of these movies do I oh. not care about? 2019? Yeah. Um, the movies I'll skip next year. Kim Possible. I will skip Kim Possible. Yeah. And, and I Frozen will, 2. will skip Frozen 2 yeah. and boycott it to death just because of the music that will permeate our fucking yeah, society. It's, it'll be a part of my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just unreal, man. Unreal. Now, not a, that's just theaters. That's yeah. just going to the cinemas. Disney's just printing money. But at home... <laughs> 
not only have they decided that we're going to go after everybody and destroy the box office, they are coming after Netflix and Hulu with mm-hmm. their own streaming service called Disney+. Plus. This service launches in the United States late 2019 and will be focused on film and television content from Walt Disney Studios. Original films and series based on new and existing properties are also planned, including Marvel and Star Wars-based content. So we think about Netflix as really the the king of the castle right now. They're, yes. That great content. Power Stranger House. Things is one of my favorite shows. They're next underneath HBO. They make the best shows. It's out there. the way to tell a story. It's the way to tell a story. And in my opinion, and we've talked about this the other day, and we'll talk about it. I think the best way to tell stories right now. Absolutely. Um, and we'll talk about that. But Disney has fourth five things happening in the horizon for 2019 and beyond that I think are going to absolutely, positively, without a doubt just destroy subscriber bases for other channels. Because yes. people, normal people that have cut cable have maybe the budget for two, maybe three streaming services. Yeah. It's like 30, 40 bucks after that. Something's got to get dropped to make, and but there's no way that you're going to launch The Mandalorian, which is oh. a $100 million budget, 10 episode series, uh, taking place seven years after the Battle of Endor, uh, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, done by um, oh my god, his name, uh, the yep, he's the cab driver, he's the, the driver. Cat, the, oh fuck, Gordy, he's look great. him up. Uh, I like him. Yeah, um, director. He also did Jungle Book, Iron Man three, Iron Man, Iron Man, man. The name of the deep It's uh, it's John Favreau. John Favreau, Duh. done by John Favreau, uh, that with episodes directed by Taika Waititi, who did Thor Ragnarok, yeah. and um, this is cinematic. This is blockbuster style budget yeah. storytelling and, cine- and and visual effects. They opened ILM TV specifically mm-hmm. for these things. So they're going to have the Mandalorian. They're going to have another. St- Star Wars related property, the Cassian, the untitled Cassian Andor series, which is going to follow Diego Luna reprising his role as Cassian Andor from Rogue One, uh, following his rise in the rebellion. Mm -hmm. That's arguably probably going to have the same amount of budget because it's Star Wars. It's going to have the visual effects. These are going to be, I would say, because right now the way to tell stories is in shows, 10 episodes, hour long episodes, right? That's the new 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 standard. It's the new standard. Yeah. So that's probably going to be 10, epi- 10 episodes, hour-long episodes. So I like to think of these as this is going to be a 10-hour Mandalorian movie and a 10-hour Cassian Andor series just split up into episodes. Yeah. Massive fucking character development for everything. Not only that is they've reprised, um, they brought back from the dead Clone Wars Season 6, which was canceled mm-hmm. um, from TV and then was sitting on Netflix and then they're reprising and making new episodes of that. We'll pick up where the fifth episode, uh, fifth season uh, left off, which is of course follows the clone wars, Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka Tano, Yoda and the whole, cl- uh, the whole crew. Amazing show. People mm-hmm. fucking shit their dicks. Dave Filoni <laughs> creates excellent stories. Yep. Um, and when they announce they're doing that, that's going to be exclusive to Disney infinity or Disney plus. Not only that, but then on the Marvel side, they're doing full budget, Probably hundred million dollar budget shows of from Loki with uh, T- Tom Hiddleston reprising his role as Loki, mm-hmm. and a Scarlet Witch show with Elizabeth Olsen reprising her role as Scarlet Witch. These are actual MCU characters in a direct to consumer streaming format. Yes, that's five shows that 
immediately will get that I will absolutely day one subscribe to this service. Yes. So people like you and I who are fans of these of Marvel and uh, Star Wars, that's a no brainer. Like absolutely, we're going to sub to this. But what gets sacrificed in that? Do we cancel? Do we pause Netflix for a couple months? Do we get cancel Hulu? What do you who this- who takes the gets on the chopping block? Not everybody can afford fifteen different streaming services, and unfortunately, that is what you have now in the world is fifteen different streaming services. Cable's dead. Yeah. A lot of cable every year, more and more people cut cable. Yeah, but. Now you have, well, we've got HBO streaming service. You've got Showtime. You've got Stars. You've got Netflix. You've got Hulu. You've got Amazon Prime. You've got Shudder for horror movies. All of those are a different monthly subscri- subscription cost. Mm-hmm. All of those together, if you were to have them, cost the exact fucking same amount as your pa- your cable package. That's exactly what's crazy about that. The, you're right. There's a war going on between these oligarchies or whatever these mm-hmm. these mega companies. Because everyone's like, oh, we can fighting, ne- we can Netflix fighting for us. Yeah. Um, they're fighting for that stream. I think Disney's screwing everyone over with this much content and this much power. Uh, you know, ABC, all these other companies, all the other studios, they just can't even compete. Mm-hmm. And it's probably killing Hollywood. Um, I don't know what you cancel. I'm not canceling Amazon, I'll tell you that much. Because you get Prime, Amazon Prime. That's, that's the trick. Prime. You and, get Amazon Prime. <laughs> and so they got me on two fronts. Plus, they got uh, you know the Lord of the Rings coming up or, or oh, whatever. Yeah. The Tolkien mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. which is arguably going to be a bigger budget than these. And see, that's the thing is you have to have something that draws them in. Uh, yeah. You know, Prime, I... Uh, Amazon uh, Prime Streaming, I never really ever turn on and, and click into. Yeah. But when they have a show that I'm deeply attached to, its mythology and its core yeah. characters, I have, yeah. fuck yeah, I'm going to watch Just that. Scope it, yeah, um, yeah. Netflix, of course, has their hooks in me because they've got several shows that are fantastic. Um, yes. Stranger Things being the one that wins me over the most, which is, I would probably say right now, arguably their biggest <laughs> draw in terms of viewership. Um I think we'd have to look at specific numbers, but yep. I think it's the most popular of their shows. And then, of course, HBO. They've got Game of Thrones yep. for at least one more year. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then more out. Game of Thrones coming out. Yep. So it's like that's a, that solidifies the number stone. People are like, I'm not going to miss these shows. But then Disney's like, oh, okay, well, let's give you five must-have shows Yeah. Um, with cinematic budgets. Now let's talk about for a second the – Storytelling mechanics, um, because we were talking the other day, and I hate to say it, I'm going to say it again. Yeah, please do. The cinema is dying. I think it is. Um, it to this day, it's my favorite activity to do with you. We've seen literally hundreds of movies together. Mm-hmm. The favorite thing to do is go to the movies, get some popcorn, sit down, watch a loud flick, um, and talk about it, and talk about <laughs> it, and just you know get inspired from it. But unfortunately, the we are in a new ecosystem of consuming entertainment and i think that is dying Mm -hmm. to because there's only so much you can fit into two two and a half hours um when you have like netflix's streaming services shows and or you've got like shows like disney plus we're like well let's tell the mandalorian you can take what before would have been a two-hour movie telling the tale of a mandalorian soldier Mm -hmm. now you can flush out over 10 hours crazy amounts of um you don't even have to fucking Rich. just spew exposition all over the place because you'll be able to flesh out everything in a t- timely pace. Mm-hmm. Tell all the fucking weave all the all the tales together, all yeah. the strings together. Flesh out your characters and tell an amazing cohesive story over ten hours that people can consume all at once or over a week or over two weeks. However they want. However they want, and that's clearly as we can see what Disney is like 
putting a lot of eggs in their basket with. Yes. Um, they haven't been in a really good place with Star Wars cinematically. Um, episode 8 was very divisive among fans. Yeah. But I mentioned to you the other day, I wonder how, if I could have taken Episode 8 in as a 10-episode series where maybe they had the time to flesh out Luke's motivations and all these backstories mm-hmm. and why he attacked Kylo Ren out of character in the middle of his tent to flesh that out <laughs> yeah. in completely cohesive ways. Maybe I would have accepted that character change much more because I yeah. could have seen well, these are the reasons why Luke Skywalker did out of character Luke Skywalker things because yeah. you could see that fleshed out over 10 episodes as opposed to being like, so two episodes, two hours, your favorite character is not the same as he was boom, boom, when boom. you were a kid. He's yeah. totally different. He's a coward now. Um, I just think it's a really, I'm on board with consuming it because you can make your consumption method any way you want with your TV. You can get high quality 4K TV with booming sound systems. I've got one in an apartment and it's fucking amazing to watch stuff on. Yeah. Um, you can watch it on your iPad in bed. You can watch it on your the iPad office. in bed. Absolutely. <laughs> we can watch it while we're working. <laughs> what do you think about that way of storytelling? Uh, I think that it is the future. Uh, naturally, you can tell a bigger, better story. Um, in the past, you know, when you went to a play or a production, there were longer mm-hmm. form storytelling. Yeah, you'd have like intermissions and things for yeah. plays. Yeah, totally. And now, or or books, or you'd sit around the, f- the campfire and tell these epic tales. And now we can really dig in. We can get that character development. Uh, movies have become... So my take on movies, modern movies, especially popcorn flicks, is, you know, they're trying to figure out how many frames they have to show before they can skip to the next frame where you'll be able to recognize it but not be able to tell the details Mm -hmm. to give you like a dose of dopamine. It's like ridiculous. They're choppy. They're terrible. We're getting a lot of crap versus this long form storytelling that you can consume your way. That's the future. I'm sorry, movies. I love the cinema. And they're going to eventually, at this point, they'll use like cinema to sell uh, comic books and TV shows and all mm-hmm. that. You'll go see the big movie and there'll be extras. But at some point, it's going to flip on its head. They're going to have to give you, the, those extras are going to be the main course and they're going to need to use those to get you back to the yeah, cinema. Totally. And not only these shows, but this is going to have, probably at launch, I'm suspecting, will have just the v- massive catalog of Disney oh, films, yeah. all of the Marvel films, all Dude, of the Star Wars movies. And imagine, let's say, it, like one year they're like ex- streaming exclusively on Disney Plus, unaltered original versions of Star Wars episodes one, two, or episodes four, five, and six. Yeah. Uh, never, have unseen since unseen 1996. Since the days of yore. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, but can't get them anywhere but Disney Plus. Millions of nerds yeah. suddenly are giving them $10 yeah, a month. Even people that are upset with the new movies, <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, well, shit, I haven't yeah. seen those in so long. Exactly. Um, and then it takes away from um, broadcast, right? So right now you've got, in the, in the wintertime, you cannot turn on the TV without seeing a marathon of Star Wars near Christmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen anymore. No. I think they did or are in the process of buying back those rights for that. So... The only way, unless you own the Star Wars movies or Marvel movies, is to see them Disney Plus. You're not going to be able to. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you can rent them on demand and, of course, like iTunes and stuff. But you're not going to be able to watch Ant-Man on Netflix ever again. Though they're nar- they're there now, but we still have a whole year before those licenses run out. Yeah. And uh, the only place you get them is on Disney Plus. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Bob Iger is making money moves, dog. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, but I'm also supportive of it. Like Disney has a monopoly right now. Yeah. 
but it's it, a monopoly that I'm like, you've got a lot of stuff I like. So that's, that's the trick is to they're upending the entire spectrum over there. You know, it's like the Titanic going up and it's going to sink. Um, and Disney is going to reign over all of it. And mm-hmm. it's like, we can see what we're seeing here is that they're crushing the competition in an almost an unfair way. But I love the content they're making so much that they've like, they've, they're manipulating us. Yeah. And yeah, they, they really are. Um, I'd be really interested to see kind of what happens because that's launching late 2019. I suspect that probably means December of next year. Yeah. Which is going to be right around the Holy same cow. time that um, Star Wars Episode Nine launches. Yep. So, this, which is cool because every year for the last couple of years, suddenly December has been a Star Wars month. Yeah. And it's like fucking amazing, right? Mm-hmm. I love um, it. Star Wars then, at of Christmas. Course, not this year uh, because they blew their wad and released Solo at the complete wrong time. Yeah. Had Solo be coming out this month, it would probably do a whole lot better. A lot. A whole lot better. Because um, Solo, like we mentioned, is not a bad movie. It was unnecessary, um, but it came out at the wrong, wrong fucking time. Yeah. Um, but if we think about that, when Disney Plus launches... That'll be, you know, Star Wars Episode Nine comes out December 20th. Let's say that it launches with The Mandalorian. Holy oh. fuck, man. That we're going to be like Star Warsing our sacks off next December. <laughs> yep. Star Wars for Christmas. And imagine, let's, I wouldn't be surprised because there's no real news and confirmation of what's happening with the D, the Double D's trilogy. Um, Ryan Johnson's very quiet on the front of what's happening with his. Wouldn't be surprised to see these turn into Disney Plus services. Uh, Disney Plus uh, properties. Wait, uh, elaborate. What are you saying? Well, uh, because we just mentioned the the storytelling. Um, three movies. That's effectively six more Star Wars movies. Yeah. Star Wars is already running the risk of being oversaturated in the public's eye. Okay. Uh, for cinemas, um, especially when they keep releasing movies that aren't faring well with the general public. Yeah. Um, so Ryan Johnson isn't favorable in half of the Star Wars community's eyes. Half of the Star Wars community thinks Episode Eight is great. Mm-hmm. Um, from a movie standpoint, he's a great filmmaker. He's good at directing. His cinematography is always really good. I just could not be behind his decisions in the story making. Yeah, and a lot of people feel that way, though a lot of people disagree. But what if Disney's like, look, we feel like your stories might be best told on Disney Plus, so make these into three seasons, ten episodes apiece, rather than putting it out there putting all of this money into a cinematic, cinematic. experience. I mean, they and might do that. In Game of Thrones, the DBs, DB Benioff and Weiss, their fucking wheelhouse is making t- Game of Thrones seasons, mm-hmm. 10 episodes. So they would be like super good at fleshing out a cohesive, amazing story yeah. into 10 episode experiences that would come out rather than three two-hour movies. Yeah. Why do we need three more, two more trilogies? That's... Um, it's, I'm fine with it if that's the way they go. Okay, I will always okay. take Star Wars movies, but maybe they're, the future of Star Wars experiences are better told here. Well, I, I, so I agree and disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, the budgets would have to jump up a little bit because maybe. I mean, can we get something like, uh, you know, the the, uh, the battle in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith? Can can you get that level of cinematic appeal in a television series? Well, Gordy, let me look at something. Um, Revenge of the Sith. I'm Googling. I'm really curious. Budget. <clears throat> you 
It's all on a green screen. That's for sure. A bunch of animators. The budget to make Revenge of the Sith. Now, of yeah. course, this was 2005, so inflation, you got to think about, yeah. was $113 million. Okay. Mandalorian has a budget of $100 million. But that's $10 million per episode, whereas $100 million for two well, hours. Yeah, sure. I get what you're saying, but also visual they effects have come it. so far. Oh, yeah. Since 2005. So and with them having a whole division, I, uh, Industrial Light and Magic TV, uh-huh. specifically for these things, they probably got... Oh, and I forgot to mention, um, mm-hmm. who was it? Somebody was visiting the set of Mandalorian yesterday. Yeah. I can't remember who. And he was watching, hanging out with... Um, what's his fucking name? I don't know who you're talking about. The director of Iron Man. The guy who's doing... John Mandal- Favreau. John Favreau. He was hanging out with John Favreau and... Because he did Jungle Book, broke ground on technological advancements to make Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. He's doing the same thing with Mandalorian. Um, they said, and they were like, we were watching him make Mandalorian. He's do, using new techniques in filmmaking oh, and visual God. effects that's, that have never that been done before hyped. that are going to break ground again. That's, that's what Star Wars is for. So. That, exactly. So imagine that ILM was, was created to focus purely on TV. ILM is one of the best in the industry, arguably the best in the industry for visual effects. They're obviously probably like, okay, we have $10 million an episode. With these new techniques, we can do things we've never done before in cinema. So I think that... So the tech limitations are falling away from... Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... I'd buy that. Yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar or $10 a month. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's, um, yeah, that's our topic for the week. Um, Disney is owning everything. Yes. Um, Coming out this week... uh, not a lot, but speaking of streaming services, straight to Netflix is uh, Mowgli. Mogwai? Mowgli? Mowgli. Mowgli. Um, December 7th, Friday, December 7th, right to Mowgli, um, right to Netflix, done by Andy Serkis, um, which is interesting because in 2016, The Jungle Book came out, done by John Favreau, mm-hmm. and at the same time, they were making Mowgli by Andy Serkis. Mm-hmm. It's essentially the same story told two different times. Yeah. Um, and then it's been quote-unquote degraded or down, demoted down to just a Netflix movie, which I think is fine because they're such high quality. I don't think yeah. it's too much of an offensive term to say that. Yeah. Um, but that drops on um, December 7th, so I think I think we should try to find some time to watch Jungle Book and watch Mo- uh, Mowgli, and then our next episode will be breaking them two down to comparisons and stuff. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta make some time for the bare necessities. <laughs> it's true. Uh, not, so that's this week. There's really nothing else that we're excited about coming out this week, but we are preparing for next week uh, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is shaping up to be quite incredible, um, sitting at 100% Rotten yeah, Tomatoes score. Yeah, what the hell? Just people are saying is it's Sony. The, like it's what so, the hell? exactly Sony. It's crazy. Everyone is saying it is the absolute best Spider-Man movie ever made. So I'm very excited about that. And you can yes. absolutely okay. um, assume that uh, episode, two episodes from now, will be about that. Absolutely. So that's our episode of Media Zushi. Mm-hmm. Um, special shout out thanks to uh, the Patreons that support us. Talking, we're talking the fucking Sama. We're talking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. beautiful people like Eli the Sama again. And, and <laughs> Whoa, two of them. <laughs> two Elis. No, well, there's his beard and there's, then his there's beard, him. The two different people. Two. Um, and uh, Ego Trip, the homeboy. Uh, yeah. I keep forgetting to pull up the list of our patrons for these last. <laughs> so, so if I didn't mention you, I'll do something very special for you. Yes. In terms of phallic photographs. Really? Yeah. Look. at Oh, okay. oh, I've been. That's how we keep the patrons. Is I'll send them <laughs> uh, different pictures of my oh. penis dressed up in different scenarios. Like <laughs> last year, <laughs> like this next one, I'll set up my penis sitting at a bar, 
uh, sitting at a table across from a Greedo action figure. <laughs> and he'll be like, tell your boss. And then my penis will shoot him in the next panel. Yeah, first. who shot first? My, okay. my penis. <laughs> it always shoots way too soon. Okay. <laughs> Gordy, play us out. No, let me do it. Okay. Song's been stuck in my head for weeks. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Wrong season.